Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Morale Booster with John Ugulu. And today I have with me another very intelligent woman. She is a mother, uh, a wife. Actually, she has five children, and she's also a professional. She's a lady who likes to impact knowledge in people, and she's no other person but Dr. Witza Bryant. So, Dr. Bryant, thank you for joining me on the program. Thank you, John, for having me. I'm happy to be with you today. I'm so glad you're happy. Thank you very much once again for coming. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Dr. Bryant, my listeners are always very eager to hear from my guests. So, I would want you to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. So, Dr. Bryant, if you're listening right now, Dr. Bryant is the founder of Bryant and Bryant Institute. But she would be in a better position to tell us what Bryant and Bryant does and her impact towards uh, helping other people. So tell us who you are, ma'am. John, thank you for having me again. Uh, again, Dr. Bryant, uh, I am a consulting, uh, uh, a consultant. I spent a career in human resources, naturally uh, people-oriented. Uh, I am originally from Haiti, but I have been here since the 1980s. And uh, uh, Bryant and Bryant Institute, a center for democratizing leadership, uh, stem from uh, not only my background uh, coming from Haiti in a country where leadership uh, means only power, to a country where uh, leaders have access to development. However, the development uh, accessibility stop at a certain level. Okay. And there, there are a lot of people in the front line, a lot of people who do not have the luxury of having a leadership uh, uh, title that is not that doesn't have access to leadership development. So right. therefore, Bryant Institute, Bryant and Bryant Institute aims to provide and making a leadership development accessible to all. Okay. And not just to the few uh, in, in leadership uh, title, but okay. to the masses as well, and with a heavy focus in developing countries. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. So, which means we would have a lot of beautiful topics to actually uh, talk about today. Okay, so when you say you try to provide access to leadership to um, people, what kind of leadership programs do you concentrate on? So, uh, John, they, you know, I'm, I'm going to to put it in another way. Our goal is to bridge the capacity building gap. So we, we don't have a set of rules that, that fits all people. We believe in culturally fit uh, leadership development conversations, meaning uh, what we do here in the United States may not be applicable to a country like Liberia, Sierra Leone, or Nigeria, or Haiti for that matter. We want to make sure that we develop programs uh, at, uh, that is culturally fit and applicable, meaning programs such as uh, youth empowerment, development opportunities, um, social uh, awareness opportunities, really how to uh, build capacity at the level that is usually not provided. So uh, our goal is not just to say, okay, we have a set of programs that we're going to carry out to everybody. Right. We, we, we basically want to make create programs that are appropriate based on what the culture is facing. For right. instance, if we look at the data for Africa, 62% of the population is youth. 
okay? So we want to make sure that different countries in, in the African continent has an, have an opportunity to create their own programs, right. to go and see what the youth needs, to go and see what the leaders need, and then make recommendations as to what is appropriate for this particular culture. So that's why we exist, and that's what we think is missing in what we see as leadership development programs in, you know, in existence. Oh, okay, that sounds really good. Okay, um, let's pause a bit on what you do okay. based on your profession or your career. I want to take you back to family life. Okay. Um, before the program started, I know you told me you are a mother of five children. Am I right? That's right. Okay. I, have, now. I, I do have five children with two sets of twins. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> now, you see, this is where I really want you to explain to people out there, because I know I have so many listeners who think having a lot of children and young children at that would be a hindrance, mm -hmm. would be a stumbling block for them to achieve their goals, to pursue their careers, to pursue their degrees, you know. So as a mother and a wife, and not just an ordinary mother, a mother with five children, can you please tell us how you managed to acquire all this education, all these skills, and how you, just let us know the tricks you used. Okay, you, you know, um, I wish there was a, uh, a magic uh, <laughs> word to describe this, John, but what I find out is once you are, you are focused on your values, right. what matters the most, you list them in order of importance, there is nothing that you cannot do. Right. So let me take you back to coming here in the United States as a young, uh, as a youth. When okay. I came here, one of the things that I realized early on is the accessibility of education, which right. I had no access to back in then. Right. Yes, in Haiti, we have primary schools, Haitians are keen on education. However, it is limited. The accessibility of it is limited. But in the U.S. is different. You have access to education that you will, I would have otherwise not have in, back home in Haiti. So first and foremost, I set out to take advantage of it because right. I, I believe education was a way for me to get ahead. So I put it at a very uh, uh, high level in one of my values, right. okay? And the second thing is, as a foreigner, I knew I had to work harder. Uh, with, with, I, I did not speak the English language. I had a lot of challenges and I've always had to work and go to school at the same time. Okay. So, and, and, and I took advantage of the accessibility. I kept my focus on what I was able to do in this country that other children or youth my age was not able, able to, to do. So, right. able to. so education to me was not negotiable because I was told early on, uh, I remember this as I was preparing for, for our conversation, that uh, a human resources uh, vice president told me one day that I could not get a good job at one of the companies that I was interested in until I had an education. And at that time, uh, the, you know, I had a lot of issues. I had children. I had uh, limited financials, and uh, it was it was really hard. However, I kept the faith and continues the hard work. It's all about focus and hard work, John. It's about what is it that you value. Right. Values are very important, especially in 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 our lives. In, 
in people who are young. Uh, you need to identify those at an early age and say, okay, these are the three values that I will not negotiate. And one of mine was education. Okay. Yeah, that's a great one. You know, I keep telling people that the first thing to do is to learn how to prioritize your mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. I'm also an immigrant. You know, I was raised in a country in Nigeria, in a country whereby you had to pay out of pocket to get educated. That's right. You know, so if you want to go to a good school, you know, that requires a whole lot of money as well. Yeah. But on getting here, I realized that so many of my contemporaries were doing many our jobs right i'm not saying many our jobs are not okay but i knew a lot of people who had master's degrees who had phds from nigeria doing many our jobs here and i asked a few of them what's the reason behind you not being able to get the kind of job that your qualification really provides and they were all saying the same thing. Now, you know, this is a different country and uh, you have to start, you know, but I, I kept on asking, did you do any research to know if your degrees will be accepted here? They say no. Now, the people they came here to meet were telling them, look, this is a new land, so you have to walk, start from the scratch. So they couldn't do any research. So first of all, lack of information is a major problem. That's right. That's right. Well, Yes, but when they were saying that, I went ahead to inquire from, you know, I was just calling companies and telling them, look, I want to do this job. Are you going to accept a degree from Nigeria? And out of about 10 companies I called, there was no company that said they don't accept a foreign degree. <laughs> you know? So that, that's another thing. Prioritize, do your research, and hang out with the right crowd. So, so, so you are all correct on all the above. And, and in addition to that, John, don't be afraid of the hard work that it takes. Right. Because as someone who spent a career in corporate America um, and in human resources, I never used my family life and or my schooling as an excuse to be late as an excuse not to perform, as an excuse not to do well. So I started, before I started college, I was cleaning uh, the school that became my school. I had a cleaning job. So I remember saying to myself, by years such and such, I will be attending the school. And that's exactly what I did. And, and, and it took a lot of hard work. So uh, the extra time that it needs. So when you, the, the beauty of prioritizing and identifying your values is that it keeps you grounded. Yes. Regardless of what comes at you, you, you have a focus point. You have what it takes, you have what you need to say, okay, I know there is a lot of hard time. I know it's 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still doing paperwork, but I am going to keep up with it because that's what it takes. Right. It takes hard work and commitment. Like you said, it takes research. Sometimes we, as foreigners, we don't have uh, the luxury of having information right there for us. We don't have the parents who've already walked the walk. We don't have the resources that other people have, but what we have is a commitment to our goals and values that we have identified as important and we stay committed. Right. And, and believe me, the hard work matters because I've had to, I've had to, to leave for four years without sleep. Uh, so I can acquire a doctorate degree. Yes. And when other people were sleeping, I was doing the hard work. So that's exactly what it takes, as you said. It takes, right. it takes the commitment, it takes the research, and it does take the hard work. Right, right. So um, while you were doing your um, studies, were you doing at the same time with your husband or it was 
you going to school, your husband taking care of the children and doing all the work. My husband and I, John, we both started the program together. First wow. semester, the same classes. As a matter of fact, his doctorate is in strategic leadership as well, but with a focus on global consulting. My okay. focus is on coaching. My husband and I, we had the same amount of study the same amount of classes. We will, We had full-time jobs, okay. and we had to finish the program in four years. So right. we, we had a system where our children will come from school, we will help them with homework at night when we come from work, and we will pray with them, put them to bed, and we come into our, uh, our favorite place was right. our dining room table, we, we sit down there to sometime 5 a.m. in the morning right. and we would do our homework. We would get up and go to school, go to work and then start again the day. So we, we kept it up. I mean, it was very hard. At, right. time, at times, it challenged us uh, as, as human beings to see, okay, how much we can take. Uh, but it, it did work out because we both now are doctors. All right, so. right. That's a good one. You know, so but now, for example, if there is someone out there who has like a night job mm -hmm. and they have kids as well, what's your advice to them in terms of, you know, getting the education they want or taking that extra length if you know because i know it's more convenient to read at night mm -hmm. it's more convenient to do some of your extra work at night mm -hmm. so for those people who work at night and need to sleep during the daytime mm -hmm. how would you and, and they know they have to get something better for themselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they know they need to get an education what's your advice to them regarding that you know this is a good question the, the beauty of it is um School is so flexible right now. We have online, hybrid. Nowadays, we don't know how school is going to, to restructure with what's going on out, outside right now. But school, even in the days I was going to school, which was not uh, long ago, you have the flexibility to take uh, uh, classes uh, one at a time, because all you need is to finish. Right. And sometimes really challenging you as an individual uh, it, with your commitment to greatness. So as someone who's working at night, I don't think, I don't think it differs from someone who works during the day. The time may, may be different, but the commitment doesn't change. You know, if, 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 I, if I study at night, and I still get up early morning, my commitment didn't change. My employer did not change my, uh, my hours. You know, right. I used to travel across the East uh, for work. So if I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, you know what it means, John? It means that I didn't have any sleep at all. Right. Right. And I am asking people to do that but i'm asking i'm 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 i'm, I'm coaching and and caution people to cut the extras such as the watching tv the social media right. uh, i remember studying my doctorate program where the the dean of the program said hey uh your life is going to change you will not have time to chat on the phone anymore all the extras need to go because you have a, a path to follow you have a goal to accomplish but so many times we let uh the things that are Im not important really infringe on what we need to focus on so right. i my advice is to cut them up you know just sleep come home sleep for the uh, the hours that you feel comfortable sleeping but don't be comfortable because yes. you have to accomplish this goal. And if it means cutting your sleep to five, four hours, right. you know, and, and, and get rid of the extras that don't uh, uh, add up to uh, your goal, to you accomplishing the goals, 
that's what you do because you have you have and also if 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 the normal schedule is two years or four years there's nothing there's no problem with extending it right so right. because it is a goal you need to accomplish and the more you you, you focus and and structure uh, everything else around that goal you will make it so i say to this person or people who work at night who have children like i do who have a job uh, that is really demanding to just take out the extras and adjust your schedule to meet the demand of completing a degree because at the end of the day getting a degree to better yourself is non-negotiable because right. uh especially uh you know nowadays right you're very correct i really do appreciate you for saying that so if you're listening out there what she's saying is when you get back from that tough job no matter how little you feel no matter how much time you feel you spend on your phone trust me you always spend above 30 minutes that's right so she's saying you have to cut out those little things that don't matter use that 30 minutes to glance through your schoolwork right now you cannot go to school even from the comfort of your home you know despite the heavy workload i have i'm currently doing a program at uh, Harvard Business School and I'm doing it online so everybody can study right now online you know while the kids are sleeping that is the best time for you to study so prioritize know that for you to be able to change your circumstances you should be able to pay the price less amount of sleep you know cut down on the extras like she said and always tell yourself that you will become a better person don't give any excuses at all i really do appreciate you for that so thank you for that advice i would want to take us back to what you do to impact lives okay yes so let's go to your leadership programs um if I'm not mistaken, you say you have programs for both those in the United States and those in other parts of the world. Am I correct? That's correct. That's correct. As you can see on our website, we have uh, different youth development uh, program. Nowadays, there's a there's a there's a need uh, among. There are things that are there are needs development needs that are standard across the board nationally and globally uh, one of which is uh, uh, social awareness right. uh, you know all kids because of the technology world because of the era we are we are in kids uh, youth growing up need uh, uh, the type of skills that will allow them to adjust to a global culture right. so so uh one of the things that that we that may differ from the u.s uh uh globally is the accessibility of resources the accessibility of of the training so my husband and i uh our goal is really to create programs that will help to empower the youth that will provide the social skills that they need, that to, to provide uh, the capacity building that they need in order to, to be committed. Uh, the, the, the idea of having a job in the developing countries is one thing, but keeping it and be committed to it, you know, be ethical, you know, use what you have wisely and not just take it for one day and 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 misuse it and it's right. it becomes uh, 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 it's gone at the next day we need to teach those skills sustainability in the developing country and here in the US is important uh, the youth uh, 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 need uh, to understand the skills that they that are important in order to be committed 
to certain things in life. Because we are living in an era, John, where people want things to happen and they want it now. Right. It doesn't happen this way. You know, for sustainability, even in leadership, for sustainability to, to happen uh, or to, for you to experience sustainability, you have to spend the time. You have to understand that the need for development at all levels is important. So that's what we are trying to, to preach. We are trying to empower uh, the youth uh, in not just inner cities, but in developing countries, so they don't expect someone to just hand them uh, uh, something. Uh, you know, teaching them how to work hard, how to better themselves, and in order to really have access to the resources that they need to survive. And, and that's part of what, you know, I have done, even as, a, as an HR professional. I spent a lot of time at the front line just so I can empower people uh, and bridge uh, opportunity gaps so people can have access to a better life or to, to, to the jobs that they need to have, but they need the skills and they don't have it. So I spend a lot of time coaching, mentoring, helping uh, frontliners to understand what's available and what they need to do to get there. Because I know for a fact there is a big gap uh, between where a person is, or the majority of the folks, where they are and where they want to be. The gap is really capacity building. And that is a passion of mine to provide that information and to make it accessible for people to have to have it. All right, that's a good one. You are a bridge builder, and uh, well, keep doing what you're doing because one thing I know for sure is that we rise by lifting others. Yeah. So, definitely. so you're doing a wonderful job trying to make or trying to prepare people for leadership. You know, with leadership, with good leadership, the world would be a better place. That's right. That's right. The, the office, the work environment would be a better place. Everybody right. will be happy. Yeah. So let me take you back to your HR profession. Um, I know I have a lot of people who are out there listening, probably people who are trying to uh, get jobs or who have been finding it difficult to get a job in a particular field that they would love to get into. What are the uh, challenges out there for people with, um, you know, like when you're applying for a job, at times they tell you, okay, you need to have this number of years of experience. <laughs> even with entry-level positions. You know, someone who's just graduating from college who is trying to apply for an entry-level position. When you look at the requirements or the prerequisites for getting an entry-level position, they still put some years of experience there. So how, how can those people who are just getting out of college now get a job as an entry-level uh, person? when they do not have the number of years of experience that that job requires? You know, John, this is a good question, and it's very rich in how much I could say, but let's break it down. For young folks who are coming out of college and who barely have experience, right. one of the things that I've said to youth, and I've, I've advised youth many times, when you are in college, if you have the luxury of being able to go to college without really having to work a full-time job, right. uh, try to find an internship that is meaningful. Okay. Not just for money, but an internship that in the field of study. I've seen it work as a recruiter or as an ex-recruiter and as an HR professional. I know for a fact, when I see a resume of a youth, right, who did not have the experience, but had taken steps to uh, acquire an internship in the field that they study, that weighs a lot in my view. 
Okay. It shows that it shows that this particular youth uh, has been uh, taking about career. Right. He's a career-minded individual, one who is going to be responsible and hardworking. Because it's not easy to leave the comfort of having a job for money and take a, a, an internship in the field for quick. So, so that's the first advice that I've given people. But John, what I find out as a, as a person who never had the luxury of having uh, resources, financial resources, and, and contacts, people to do things for me, I've learned that a lot of times people don't get jobs because they are not seeking mentorship. They are not seeking advice on how to interview, how to, what are recruiters are looking for, what are HR people are looking for, why is this job open? Your responsibility as a job seeker is to go on the company website to see the activities. Find out what's going on. Don't just click. Don't just keep clicking. Do some preliminary work, preliminary work like you did like you said earlier, do your, do your due diligence, go onto a website, see why the company is hiring. Okay. What happened or what circumstance that's, uh, that's causing a company to be hiring. Let's say this information is not available. Sometimes you have people with a good resume that don't really know how to interview or what exactly, what to say in an interview. And right. that's where the mentorship come in. Find out, find someone who can help you through a mock interview. Sit down and do a mock interview. John, this is so critical that as, a, as an HR professional, I've partnered with leaders to help employees uh, uh, with their development plans really sit down with them and assess their skills, interview them, put them to real life interview to see how they do and provide feedback on how they did so they can improve their performance. As a person seeking a job, don't underestimate the power of having a mock interview, even at home with your partner, even at home with someone that right. you trust. Right, even, even, even with your mirror. You could just exactly in your mirror <laughs> do that work because chances are if I am something that I look for a lot if you come in to interview with me John and you are sitting you have a beautiful resume you you do your work and I ask you a question and I say hey John take two minutes and tell me a little bit about summarize your past experience for me but I I remember I said two minutes I didn't right. say ten minutes. Right. Most people would take way over two minutes or less than what I'm asking. So I'm asking you two minutes for, for a specific reason. I need to know if you are paying attention, first and right. foremost. Yeah. I need to know if you are detail-oriented. I need to know whether or not you're going to follow directions. But most people, because they don't prepare themselves, they, they, they don't have as much chances or as many chances that other people would have. Not only youth with limited experience, but also people with experience who don't have the opportunity to learn a job because they're not doing that work, that hard work that you okay. need to do. Right. So, so that, you know, for a youth, you need to, 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 to select a path and follow it. That's okay, true. if you did, let's say now, if you are a youth, you didn't know, okay, you didn't know, you, you had jobs that didn't match what you were going to do as an adult, and you fall in that category. Okay, try to redeem yourself in, in doing the hard work. You know, just start working harder to understand, to, to, to build your network, to, to, to go to the networking events. Try to meet people because I guarantee you, once you meet someone, you meet another person, you're going to be connected and you have more chances to get a job. That's awesome. Now, you just said something that actually 
strikes me there. You know, you talked about networking events. Mm -hmm. Networking is key sure. to anything. So yeah. for those of my, you know, my listeners who are out there, I want you to remember that whatever you do, networking plays a major role. If you want to start a small business, That's right. you need to start networking at the right places. If you want to get a job, you need to start attending networking events and start networking at the right places. If you want to do anything, networking plays a major role. That's why at times they say hard work is not always it, but working smart is That's right. key. That's so right. No matter how hard you work, if you do not add that smart part of it, you're just going to work in vain. So yeah. networking is key. Thank you for uh, saying that. You know, thank you very much for that. Okay, so now, um, how old is your youngest, your youngest child? My youngest uh, children. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, twins, right. So okay. I have twins who are eight, yes. Eight, okay, and the oldest? The oldest is 17. Uh, the oldest two are 17. Oh, okay, that's awesome. So the reason why I'm asking you that question is that there are so many people who would fall into this same category. And for that reason, they've been holding themselves back. They've been having a form of limiting belief that having young kids like that would not help them. So she has young children as well. Don't feel it's not doable. It is. The only stumbling block in your own life, in anybody's life, is that is you. Because you are the only person who can help yourself and to, you know, you are the only person who can make things work for yourself. Nobody else can help you. All right? So if you truly need to step out of your current predicaments and become better, then you have to help yourself by doing what is right. Uh, am I right, uh, Dr. Brian? No, you you are so right because I I hear I hear a lot of my uh, the people that have come to meet and you know on a daily basis or regular basis telling me oh I am going to school but I'm waiting for my kids to get out of uh, the house I'm waiting for the, my kids to go yes. to college I yes. started my doctorate program I had twins who were four. Oh. I I acquired my master's when I was uh, I was pregnant with those twins. Okay. So I was going through my master's at the time, and and so I, I know what it takes. I know that it can be done. Uh, yes. My children are healthy. They are happy. Uh, they are beautiful kids. They are A students. My my uh, my first two. Uh, are going to college. They've already been accepted in uh, different colleges of their choices. Awesome. And I have my 11-year-old who is in a gifted program here awesome. uh, where we are. And the two uh, who are eight are excelling in school. What does that mean? It means a time when my husband and I are doing homework, we have them sitting right next to us. Right. When I said earlier, you have to compromise and you have to keep your values unmovable. They have to be unmovable because if we, we, we know one of our values is education and, and we're going to do everything we do uh, has to lead us to that path. So we have our children sitting next to us and we're studying together with them. As a matter of fact, we compete, all right. of us, to get to who's going to be tired. So it yeah. can be done. Don't wait till the children are out of the house because chances are you are losing uh, precious time. Um, and, and I remember, John, one of the uh, things that I tell people, as I, I am in school, my children are in school, and I am a full-time executive, HR and and I would I would get upset when people use uh, children as an excuse uh, as an excuse for them not right. to show up to work. I get uh, very offended actually because I believe if you are committed, if you get up today and say I want to go to school and have those children and go to work, it's a choice that you make, and that choice have to 
lead everything else that you do and, and, and let go of unnecessary activities so you can focus on what's important, which is the education, the putting food on your children's table and ensuring that they also have an education. That's true. That's a good one. I love what you just said, you know, because a lot of people use that as an excuse. I, I do coaching too. So it is one of the most common limiting belief, especially for ladies, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm glad you said this. This is a very powerful program. And uh, I know so many people out there have actually learned one or two things, you know. So I know I told you before that this is a platform I use to encourage people. Mm -hmm. It's a platform I use to let people know that their situations are not unique to them alone whatever anybody is going through. So many other people are going through it. So many others have gone through it. So when they listen to people who have been in their situations, it helps them realign with their true purpose in life. That's right. That's why I bring powerful people like yourself to the show. And I really do appreciate you for coming. And I want you to talk about, just tell me briefly what you think about this platform. Do you oh. see it as something that would be able to inspire change? John, I think so. Anytime uh, people are, are looking for information like this, people are looking for genuineness. People are looking, um, you know, people are looking for uh, someone or a, a, a resource to help them move ahead. And, and I tell you, uh, a conversation like this, uh, if I was in this in any situation where I'm looking for, I'm still looking to find out what to do in life, would have been of interest to me. I'll tell you what, as you are talking and, and I was thinking about what else can I say about education to convince people not to put it off. Uh, education, John, gives you uh, options. Right. It gives you options. When, when, when I decided uh, last December to move forward and leave my high paying job to begin this consulting firm, I would not have done it if I didn't finish my doctorate. Yes. The reason for that is because uh, education uh, uh, you know, I know a lot of people can still make it, but right. it gives you the comfort that there is something that you have no one can take away from you. It is your intellectual property. Exactly. No one, no jobs, no boss, no employer can take away your education. And for those who think, oh, well, you know, I have too many kids. I'm preparing for college for them. I don't want to have any uh, tuition uh, that I need to pay back. Uh, you know, I don't want to bombard myself with, with financial responsibility. I say, go for it. Because yes. the government will always work with you. The right. government will always manage this, this, this bill. But the education is for you to keep forever. Right. No right. one can take that away from you. So, and then, and at the end of the day, it gives you the comfort to know, hey, if I'm not happy in this second, in this situation, I have options. I can move forward and do something else. And that's what education does. And that's why I think a platform like, like this and like yours is important and critical to reach people who really don't believe that it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Yeah. Absolutely, you're correct about that. It can be done. All you yeah. need to do is to have that mindset that it can be mindset. done. That's right. That's yes. right. Whatever you can think of, you can achieve it. That's right. That's right. Have the faith that, you know, if I put my mind to it, if I, if I am organized and structured and stay true, to what it is I'm doing, there is nothing that 
that you can do and you will accomplish it. It may take time, but you will accomplish it. Yes. It always takes time at times to get good things, you know. They say it only takes time, but a stutterer would definitely be able to mention or pronounce the name of his father or his mother. That's right. You know, a stutterer, someone who stutters, yes. someone who stammers. You know, it might take a while, but they definitely would be able to pronounce their last name. That's so right. in life, time is the only thing that you have to put into consideration. You have to utilize your time wisely. That's right. Okay. So um, do you offer any coaching programs for people who want to get into entrepreneurship? You know, I... I, I do. I do. Because what, what, what uh, not per se entrepreneurship, it really put, uh, coaching and conversation about for people who really want to uh, 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 go out there and, and try to acquire the confidence that it takes to move forward. Uh, with me, uh, my, I just became a consultant because I believe that my education and my experience can can uh, 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 can be something that I fall onto uh, uh, any time. However, the, the type of coaching and 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 career uh, advice that I have been uh, involved in giving to people are not which are not solely for entrepreneurship. Are really for people who are looking to who have questions and who are confused about their career, about life uh, decisions as a whole, about you know even being an employee, how to move forward, how to how to sit at the table where where you have been limited and you don't have access to. And I've had the opportunity to sit in in walls that have uh, given me access to to thank to people and resources that otherwise I would not have had if I was not uh, uh, who I am today. So, so I have tried to, to fill in the gap and not per se uh, for someone or people to, to just become an entrepreneur. I am a resource that is very diverse. I have a diverse uh, uh, um, uh, background, right? right? And, I try to use that to help people uh, move forward in life versus just professionally. Oh, okay. Awesome. Thank you. Um, let's talk about your challenges from transitioning from your high paying job <laughs> to owning your business. Uh, have you encountered certain challenges that you would want to share with people who are in the process of transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship? John, as much as I tell people you can do anything that you put your mind to, it is not easy. Yes. You have to have determination because at times you will come to a, uh, a crossroad where you doubt yourself yes. and, and, and ask yourself, did I make the right decision? <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, yes, I've encountered a lot of challenges, uh, especially financial challenges. Right. right? And, and my husband and I, we have five children and yeah. we have responsibilities. And this is something that people need to hear because the fear of the financials and the unknown have, prevent, have prevented so many people uh, from, their goals, yeah. from achieving their goal. And, and I, I am glad to say that there's always a way out. There's always a way out where you keep to your, you keep a focus to your goal. Yes, I have the challenges. Yes, I can't go and spend as much that I used to going out to dinner and, and, and right. buying buy extravagant things for my kids. At the same time, I understand it's for a moment. I understand that it's not going to uh, be for long. So another challenge was as a new consulting firm, 
we had a lot of things lined up for you know uh, potential uh, 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 financials, but with the with the uh, uh, virus and 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 the closure of so many businesses, all that left us, and now we are back to square one. Am I afraid? No, am I afraid? Not, not at all, because I know it is for a season. I know the challenges, once you uh, face those challenges, they come to really prevent you from moving forward, from right. saying, oh, well, I need to go get a job. I need to go back to where I came from. Not necessarily, because this is why it, it's always good to use your resources to network and continue. As a matter of fact, continue to work harder to try to to make things happen versus sitting comfortably and waiting for someone else to pay to give you a paycheck so yeah, the challenges are are well and 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 can be pretty fierce at times but at the same time your determination is what keeps you uh, uh going okay that's true so like they say if you do not experience any challenges in life. It means you have not even made any move to do anything that is great. Right. So challenges do come with everything in life. So the bar is never straight. If it's always straight, then you know there is a problem. Yes. So there are always challenges that come with everything. That's but right. the ability for you to, to overcome challenges is what matters. So I really do appreciate you on that. Thank you very much for uh, taking time out to answer my questions and taking time out to even be on the program. I hope when next I call you, you would uh, you will join us on the program. Definitely, John. It was a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, uh, someone who's listening, uh, you know, find this uh, 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 valuable. And definitely, uh, I welcome any uh, future conversations. All right. So, um, for those of you listening, Dr. Brandt is available on uh, LinkedIn and uh, other social media platforms. And you can also find her contact details displayed on the screen right now. And uh, if you need to reach out to her for coaching purposes, for questions, you know, feel free to reach out. She would be more than willing to uh, talk to you. All right. So thank you very much for joining me and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, John.